Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What happens when you put two culture critics from national television, one Latino and one Black, in front of a microphone? You get the Brown and Black Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And in a time where voices of color are mostly absent from the media, Brown and Black intends to speak candidly about the controversial issues that affect us. We also have some great guests on the show. I mean, we've had John Leguizamo, George Lopez, Spike Lee, Harvey Mason Jr. But not only that, Mike. We're really all about breaking down race and pop culture so that our creators of color can be on the screen. Brown and Black is about the intersection between race and pop culture. We're just waiting for you to listen. Listen to Brown and Black on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody knows the holidays can be a time of great joy and togetherness with the food, parties, and family. But they can also be a time that causes us to feel anxiety, stress, or even depression. And let's face it, having your tia tell you que cambies la cara during dinner doesn't exactly help. What you need, and maybe your tia también, is a gift to yourself. The ability to speak with a professional about your experiences. Enter BetterHelp, a customized online therapy provider BetterHelp offers therapy options that align with your time via phone, video text, or even live chat sessions with a certified therapist. BetterHelp's customized approach matches you with a therapist in under 48 hours based on your needs and creating the opportunity to help you better understand yourself. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. There's even a gifting option if you'd like to help someone you care about understand the benefits of therapy in their life. We should all have a happy holiday season, and BetterHelp has helped millions take the first step in that path. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pero. 
Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast and this episode. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. No place like home <laughs> when your family Whoa. around you, you're never alone when you come in. Welcome to episode 227, yes, everybody. If, if you couldn't guess it from the theme of uh, Pero Let Me Tell You. We made it, we made it to Friday, yes, and we made it to episode 227. Yes, we did. So, ladies welcome, and gentlemen, everybody. Jack Hay. No, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sure you know we could figure it out we could figure it out and i'm sure that jackie has some latin in her yeah she if nothing else you know you'd get her on she'd be like oh child i love salsa mm. like you know she'd be, she'd be like mary <laughs> so w- welcome everybody to episode 227 again uh, but let me tell you how are you all well i think everybody's good because it's friday and we're getting close to halloween it, it we are so you know now that we're talking about 227 the show and listeners for those of you who don't know 227 maybe our younger that's true our that's younger true. audience because i feel that 227 was on syndication in the 90s but then it kind of went away it was one of those brief syndications but i feel that yeah. 227 is one of those shows that like it's on the DL in the sense that I feel like people know it. They don't. They just don't know they know it. It's not like Friends that everybody Friends is always on, where right, everybody yeah, loves yeah. Raymond. It's always on, yeah, and everybody watches. I love it. Lucy, right, yeah. right. Um, but I feel Friend Two Two Seven is a little bit more incognito. Like it's right. a little more DL. <laughs> um, but for those of you who don't know, so Two Two Seven was a show. It ran from like the mid eighties to the early nineties, yeah. and it was about um apartment building. building an apartment building Two Two Seven, and it was filled with you know. Wacky characters, wacky characters, and it was it was a predominantly African American cast, mm-hmm. and it was just you know what I really liked about Two Two Seven. It was that they were really a regular family, like the blue collar. Yeah, yeah, and and I really liked that Mary and Jenkin and and Lester were like a, a typical like yeah blue yeah. collar family. Um, it was also like the starring starting vehicle for uh, Regina King. Yes, that's true. We, I still think of her as Brenda. I still think of her as Brenda. And for those of you who haven't checked it out, it's it's on Hulu. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Check it out. It is hilarious. The late, great Helen Martin was on oh. it. Which when you're done watching that, watch her interview with Conan O'Brien. Which she's great with, like, one-liners. And then, of course, Jack A. Harry. I mean... I mean, if you want, so, you know, proof of God's existence is Jack A. Harry. And, and you know what's been happening to me recently with 227 is that... There's all these shows I want to watch, right? I want to watch. I haven't watched Ted Lasso, and I want to watch it. So much fun. I haven't watched The House of Dragon. I haven't watched. I mean, there's just so much that I want to watch that I haven't, that I'm like, fuck. I need to watch this. But what I'll do is I'll just Comfort. put on 227. You put on Comfort TV. I've, I've been doing the same thing, especially since the pandemic. Yeah. With 227 yeah. or just in general? In with... general, like, but a lot of like older sitcoms, like your yeah. 227s, um, you know, when I found out It's a Living was on, right. on Amazon. Because I feel that with 227 and that type of sitcom, you could, you know, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. You could go to the bathroom, do your thing, and come You're back. You're not going to miss much. Even though you missed 10 minutes, you can still pick up right where you left off. The beauty of older sitcoms. Yeah. I was actually watching an episode this week 
the one where they were going to go to Hawaii. That was like, oh yeah, Lester and Mary are doing pretty good that well, they were going to Hawaii. He, wasn't he, he owned a, co- a construction yes. company. So, you know, contractors do well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not well and enough in to DC. move out of a two-bedroom apartment building in D.C., but, you know. But well enough to go to Hawaii. Right, right. Yeah. I was watching that episode that then they get snowed in That's and right. whatever. Then I saw the episode where Sandra was going to get married oh, to, the, yeah, yeah. to the teacher. Yeah. So, yeah. It, that show is just, it's a riot. With that said, with that said, like most shows, I like like season the, second the and middle. a half. And on, to like four. To like four. Right. Because in the first season, Sandra's character was not as fully developed. Right. So even her pitch was a little different. Yeah. The, she sounded more like Jack Hay and not Sandra. Right. Right. Uh, right, uh, right. Uh, yeah. Um, she, she was more like Mary, not Mary. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was also back in the day when they gave sitcoms time. Right. To find their voice and to, to establish right. the character. I feel it was like by the middle of the second season that she had become what she became. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So then, you know, by the third season, she was on helium, and her hair was huge. <laughs> helium! Just... And, you know, <laughs> and it was great. And it was Sandra Clark. Yeah, yeah. I loved how, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brenda's boyfriend. Uh, Calvin. Calvin. I love how Calvin, whoever was the producer of that show must have really liked Calvin. <laughs> you know what? I, I say that? Because Calvin didn't do much in the entire show. No, they but just But somehow needed... they kept him. They just need another teenager for her to play off of and by economy of characters if it's a boy then they can date right if that would have been family matters we know what would have happened oh no he'd still be upstairs yeah poor judy winslow <laughs> poor judy yeah, judy went up but never came never down never came back down those steps she took that wizard of oz big balloon in the sky yeah oh, that sounds like she died <laughs> Oh, you know. oh no! So watch to do seven. Yes, people. watch to do seven. So before we get into all of our topics, I want to do a little like little. Let me tell you, corner. So first of all, I want to give a huge thanks to the rum cake lady. I know you posted on our Instagram, but I just finished polishing off the majority of the pumpkin spice mini cake that she sent you for your birthday. It was so damn good. So it was I, so moist. I've so had delicious. I've Thank had, you, had a piece of that one. I had the limoncello one, which was amazing. Oh, the limoncello one. Somehow good. it tastes like like. Fresh lemons from Italy. I'm not sure how she was able to pull that not off. From, not from the, the, the Blue Ridge Mountains no, of Georgia? from Italy. Okay. And the salted caramel one was great. The one that I'm really saving myself for is the golden one. The, the, it's the original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. because... Yeah. Yeah. So you heard it here first, So I haven't guys. had that one yet, but the other three... So thank you again. Darian only saves himself for Rum Cake Lady and Junior. And Junior. That's it. Thank <laughs> you again. It was it was very, very sweet of you yes. to send us that package. Yeah. Um, and if you're ever in downtown Blue Ridge, Georgia, guys, yes. go. It's it, it, it's a little haven of, of Cubanity to, to, you know, steal a little bit from Martha Darby yeah. within the middle of the mountains. And it's... The, the food is so good. And un cafecito ahí con frito. It's so good. I just got it. I'm I'm just gonna say it. I love them. Um, speaking of food, this Saturday, October 29th, we're gonna be at Unseen Creatures doing bimbam boyo. Yes. So come out, try the guayabe queso, the santero, the the Korean uh Korean spicy wings, our sandwiches, and at Unseen Creatures this Saturday. It because it's Halloween, they're gonna have a costume contest. They're gonna have live music. So you know, we're not gonna be dressed because we're gonna be dressed up as cooks, right? Because most costumes are flammable, and maybe it's not the best thing to wear them near grease, near a fryer, yeah. right? Maybe you know, as a rule. Yeah. Um, but you know, hope to see you guys all there and. 
Also, tickets are already on sale for Croqueta Palooza, where we will also be. Um, we will be at, as Bean Pampollo, but you know, we'll also be there as Pero. Let me tell you, I guess yeah. <laughs> if you if you're there, um, you know, just tickets are already on sale, guys. As you know, it's I don't know how much they are, but it's all you can eat. I, I mean, I've drink. told I, we've I said mean, this it's a before bargain. here. It's and a it, bargain. It's not because you know we love us some you know right. South Burger Beast and Marcela. Um, this is really, Croqueta Palooza is really one of the best events we have in yeah. Miami. And it, it really is very unique to Miami. There's not another nope. Croqueta Palooza anywhere else. And, I mean, you really get your money's worth. I mean, you want to talk about a bang for a buck? Yes. I mean, because it's all you can eat, uh, all you, you can drink. drink. Yeah. The entertainment is there's always. There's desserts. There's desserts, yeah. The entertainment is always great yeah. there. People are dancing. I mean, it's a really good event. So. Yeah. So I mean, if you're you're thinking about going, get your tickets because uh, it does sell out. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna and, be giving away uh, two tickets eventually, but closer. And um, I have to tell you that I'm a there's a little part of me that's a little bummed. This is sort of like <laughs> how I you know my cake yes, last week. Yes. I was happy I got my cake, but also unhappy that they got it right. Right. There's a part of me that's a little bummed because on the one hand, I'm very like sort of honored that we were Absolutely. asked to have Ping Pampoyo be featured in Croquetapalooza and I can't wait for like people to to try it. On the other hand, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm going to miss out on going around and stuffing my face with like 20 croquetas. But you yeah. know what? I like to think that our Pedro Primos at the event will bring us some croquetas from other places. They better. Because, you know, we're going to have to get there early. We have to set up. We have yeah. to start the frying. We have to do... So we have a lot of work to yeah. do. By the time you guys show up at like 7, we've been there for like 3 and, hours. And I feel we've been to Croqueta Palooza already enough times that we sort of have a method. We start off slow. Yes. Then we take a break. Then we go finish off yeah. then we go back to the places we really liked then we go back to the places yeah. we really liked again at the midway point I have un cafecito then we go back to the places we really liked again last year the the <laughs> croqueta from Massa from I think Massa Massa Craft the, mm-hmm. yes that it was it was actually a vegan croqueta oh that's right the yes. mushroom one the mushroom one was so good it was amazing you, oh my god I I, I Again, magic. Yes, magic. I'm like, how did you do this? Yeah, um, I think they're going to be there again this and year. And what was it? Two, three years ago, eh, our our friends at Dos Croqueta won Croqueta Palooza mm-hmm. for their Medianoche sandwich. That's when it premiered, uh, Medianoche Croqueta, and I don't care what anybody says. They get a medianoche sandwich. They put it in a blender. They blend that up. They 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 uh, put a they panko fry it. Uh-huh. and they fry it and call it a day because there's no other way. When I'm I'm telling you, when I have. The medianoche sandwich. I was at medianoche croqueta yep. from Dos Croquetas. I feel like Violet in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. When right before Violet turns into a blueberry, she's like, mmm, a pot roast for dinner. Mmm, and now come the mashed potatoes. Mmm, blueberry cup pie. But it's evidenced by the fact you keep referring to the croqueta as the medianoche yeah, sandwich. Because, when because... I have that croqueta, I'm like, the mustard. Now I taste the pickle. Yep. Now, mm, now I taste the, the sweet ham, bread. The sweet, the yeah. bre- I'm like, how do they do that? <laughs> you heard it here first. Vicky and Alec are magicians. They are. They're, they're wizards, really. Wizards. They went to Hogwarts. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. They went to the croqueta making part of Hogwarts <laughs> that didn't make the movie because Hogwarts is racist. Yes, and they didn't want to show Latinos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a Latin Hogwarts. See, okay, somewhere. you imagine Dumbledore eating una croqueta. <laughs> I'll, you know, for some reason, the first thing I thought of was that it gets caught in his beard. 
Like all the crumbs. Yes. Like it's just not cute. Oh, can you imagine? What is this? Well, actually, you know what? They do have a French academy that comes in, so you know they've had a croquette. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not the same, but they've had a croquette. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I wanted one last thing. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the Adrian Arsh Center. Um, this past week, we got invited. Unfortunately, you couldn't go to go see Six, the musical. Mm-hmm. And I am so sad that you didn't go. Is this about the life of Tina Von Oy? Yes, it, that's exactly what it is. Okay, and, you have to admit that was proactively you, that was, funny. That was proactively funny, and you'd be surprised how little part Blossom to, had in it. Um, yeah, that was great. It took me a second to get it. I'm picturing just her face with the hat. Like six, the musical. No, it's um. Those of you who don't know, it is a musical about the six wives of Henry the Eighth. But I totally thought of you. Um, you would have loved it. You would have absolutely loved it. It is not a musical musical. It's a concert. Oh, okay. It is literally the Spice Girls giving you history. I told you, whenever they would pop up on my like yeah. Instagram feed, I'm like, for like a split second, I'm like, they look like the Spice Girls. Especially because of the corona that Jerry wore at the Istanbul concert. Yeah. Right. So, it's an hour and a half. They do not stop. Like, they literally, you know, they're like a girl group that's singing, and each one of them sings their story, but each one of them is also a different musical genre. So one of the girls is like Beyonce style, another one's Britney style, another one's like Avril pop punk style, another one is Adele style. So it's it's just fantastically done. If you guys get a chance to see it, see it whether here, Broadway, wherever you're at. Um, but thank you, thank you so much, you know, Arsh Center um, for for the invite. It was phenomenal. Awesome. You, it, the next time that you and I are together, like in New York or something, we're gonna go see it because oh, that's in New York? you, well, yeah, it's it's currently on Broadway. Mm. Yeah, cool. You would love it. Cool. Like it makes me a little sad you didn't go. <clears throat> yeah, I know, but I've been really busy right now in the world of politics. Yes. <laughs> you know, we have a little midterm election that thing. that thing. Um, and I'm, you know, I've I've been meeting with a lot of people and doing a lot of things, and I'm happy. Yes, you've to been do very my part. active. Um, I've <laughs> been very active now. So, um, anyway, wait, no, what do you have this week? Well, speaking uh, of... Now that our, you know, uh, now that our, bulletin our, our, board is over. Our bulletin board is over. So, speaking of politics, I kind of wanted to bring something up um, that happened this week-ish, I guess. Um, the the guy who got attacked in Hialeah. Yes. And so, for those of you who don't know, there was a, a, a man who was attacked in Hialeah. He was wearing a... Michael Rubio shirt. He was wearing a Rubio shirt and he was handing out DeSantis flyers, right? Uh, I don't know about the flyers, but he was definitely, from what I know, he was canvassing for Michael Rubio. Okay. So, you know, the guy gets beat up in Hialeah. Now, for those of you who haven't been paying attention for 227 plus episodes, Hialeah is not exactly known as the leftist, progressive, left blue area, blue area of Miami by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, almost immediately when it came out that he had gotten beaten up and he was wearing all of the, you know, the the, the Rubio merch or whatever. You know, it became, Marco Rubio took to, to Twitter, like, oh, this is a political attack, political violence, political violence. But now we're finding out that that may not be the case, which, again, from the beginning, I was kind of like, I don't think so. If it had happened anywhere but Hialeah, I would have been like, maybe. But it's, it's looking now more and more likely like it was literally just a, "Quote unquote Hialeah type incident, right? That they had a fight. <laughs> that they it's just you know, turned out it's three people because the guy was attacked by by two people. Um, and actually one of them sicked his dogs on on someone. But it also made me think a little bit. Funny enough, watch how my mind went. 
Do you remember? I think it was last year's um, Wilton Manor's Pride, mm-hmm. or the year before. I don't remember. Yeah, it was last year that there was an incident where a car, you know, plowed into a crowd of of people. Right. And, and the everybody thought it was gay bashing. The immediate, crime. the immediate response from you know, you're like you're Danielle uh, Levin Cabas, and everybody's like, you know, oh, this hate crime, we can't tolerate it. Da, da, da. And it turns out that it was just somebody from the gay men's chorus who lost control of his car. Yeah, right. And it just led me to think, like, in this world of again, we've talked about it a lot. This immediate need that everybody has to get out and have a voice and talk about things. We are so quick to jump the gun without having literally any information mm-hmm. based on circumstances that we are applying onto a situation mm-hmm. you know and again like now this the, the the one of the guy's mother who was the attack one of the attacker's mothers coming out and saying like my son's not political he doesn't care i left him in jail but you know so the there's more went, to that story but i don't think any of it has to do with the moment i heard that story and look i'm not gonna go on here and say oh i know what it is i i really don't know what it is no we don't know yet but the moment i heard that and story, i appreciate I'm, the police saying that they are still investigating I, the moment i heard that story i'm like there's something there's something here that we don't know first of all there's never a reason for that type of violence. Absolutely. Never. So let's just get that out of the way. Right. Whatever it was, those two guys were arrested. They did beat him up. They threw the dogs out on him. Yeah. Right? There's two no, German shepherds. There's no excuse for that. There's no room for that. So if they did do that, which it appears that they did, allegedly, um, they should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, whatever that is. Right? Um, there's no room for that at all. Right. But in terms of the story at hand, the, the way that they initially thought, oh, you know, this poor canvasser, you know, I've I've as a canvasser, <laughs> I, I, as somebody who directs canvassers, who has canvas groups, you know, who's been in some of the, you know, as a as a liberal and a Democrat has been in some of the, the most red you know, conservative right. Republican areas that I've had to have my team of canvassers. I've had to warn them. I've had to tell them what they need to do. I've had to give right. them protocol. I know. I know how these things are. And and I know how difficult it could be. And you also know Hialeah. And I know Hialeah. <laughs> I know I know Hialeah as good as you could know Hialeah without ever actually having lived there. Right, right. Right? Um, but I've had my place of business. You know, I had my place of business there for over 10 years. So I know it very well. And I currently still do work in Hialeah. Um, and in Hialeah, you may have your person that throws the tirada... La puerta en la cara, or you may have like like vete de aquí type right, thing, right. or no, you know, hablo contigo, you know, type thing. But in terms of like violence, they're more grosero, really. not really. And and the kid who got beat up, um, he has a history of marching with yeah. the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's video of him online that has yeah. surfaced where he was at that whole tiki, the tiki torch, the thing. torch thing uh, two years ago, where the car rammed through the uh, mm-hmm. the the spec. There, the, the that, that, there, that was not an accident. There, that right. wasn't an right, accident. Right, 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 right. He was there with the Confederate flag, you know, with the whole "you will not." Yeah, all of the coverage all, makes all it a point that. to say he has a history of white supremacy. He has a history of white <laughs> supremacy. Um, so. The reason I bring that up, because clearly he had a, Ma- a Marco Rubio shirt, and by no stretch of the imagination am I saying that Marco Rubio is a white supremacist, so calm down, people who are thinking that. But the, his history is important insofar that you're talking about somebody who has been an activist and has been on the side of very 
um, controversial, I'm putting it lightly, <laughs> right, right. Uh, stances. So this is something he's familiar with. So if they had this situation, mm-hmm. there's something there that we, there's something like there that. more. I don't know what it is. You know, maybe... <laughs> One told the other, go fuck you. And he's like, right. fuck no. you. And, and the other one may have been a little drunk. And, and it went down yeah. from there. Yeah. But like the whole story of like, well, the part that I don't buy mm-hmm. is the whole like, oh, here are these two raging, mad, liberal Democrats sitting okay. there. And they're past this innocent little guy right, right. canvassing with a Marco Rubio shirt. And they're like, let's go beat him up. Right. Again, that's not to defend the other two guys. The other guys should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and there's no room for what they did. But that just seems out of place in Hialeah. But yes, that's that's that. If it had happened in the Gables, if it had happened, I don't any literally anywhere but Hialeah. Yeah, I would be more inclined to that believe it. That was the first thing when I heard that. I was like, in I did a walk. I was in like Hialeah. Like yeah, yeah. So. I, I, there's something there more and you know we'll hear about it more right. you know um, maybe it was just again la gente son guapa la gente you know you catch somebody on a bad day you have catch somebody on a bad day but what I'm saying is the way that some people are making it sound mm-hmm. is that they were preying on him right they, they were just lying in wait yes like right there right. he is let's go get him right I doubt that's the case that's not defending them. Let's make it very clear. Or, that's not defending them. Or if it was, maybe it was because he did something as stupid as, you know, say, get the fuck out of my way earlier. And uh, they held knows? a grudge. But what I, but to come back, I don't believe this was political. Right. I think that well, if the guy... Well, maybe it didn't I think start if, political, but it turned political. Well, but it was turned political by outside forces. Right, but, you know, farting is political now, <laughs> you know? So... <laughs> you and your Marxist farts. Transitioning to uh, something... Very controversial. Okay. So, ¿qué me dices tú a mí? Oh, Lord. They all these people that are throwing food at works of art. Did you hear There's the more? latest? Well, what, which one do you know? The, the the sunflowers. By Monet. Correct. That they threw the soup. Right. Which is oh, a waste no. of a perfectly good soup. No, no, no. There is more. Um, I'm sorry. The the flowers was Van Gogh. They yes, threw yeah. the lata de tomate Van Gogh. No, esta semana they threw. Which, if you're an art major, like why is Andy Warhol they so pissed? Threw a tub de puré de papa to a Monet painting. Okay, what is their point? What is the point? And then they glue themselves. What do they want? So okay, but here's the thing, and this is why I want to ask you since you're the marketing person, right? This has made news around the world, hence we're talking about it here. Right. News, it's been all over the news, and a lot of, of the coverage has been negative. Like, what are they doing? Right. Why do they need to do that? Like, like, what's, what's the point, right? What's the point? Like, you could have that message, right? but in a different way. But aren't they, in essence... Re- getting what they want, what they want. Well, they're getting your attention. Getting your attention. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, yeah, because especially again in, in this day and age of the instant, you know, notices and the instant everything, it's not going to have the same impact to just stand in front of something and start saying, you know, we want blah blah blah. We want, you know, you'll get coverage. Right. Eh. Pero tú be gone. un bote de country cock <laughs> eh, lleno de puré de papa to a money building, a money painting. painting. That's true. And then they put crazy glue on their hands and they glue themselves to the wall. Okay, that's just going to hurt later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just on you. Right. 
I, you know, I, what, are, they, are, these, are these also protesting climate change? Yes. So I see it around the same way of like people that they don't do that as much anymore, but would throw uh, paint at oh, women wearing fur. You know, I, I'm very like against <laughs> fur. Like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. like, there's really good imitations out there, people. Like, <laughs> fine. Right. But I also don't think that you should go up to somebody and throw paint at them. You know, I would have loved for like any of those people to just turn around and start beating the shit out of the people who threw the paint. If that ever happened to my assistant Esther, I want to be there with a. Me too. Because you know her, I want to be there with a camera. Me too. Because I will, I will live my my oh fuck no fantasy through her in that moment. She will take off the hoodie. She's like, it's on. She'll be like, no, like, no va a quitar este, pero próximo que me pongas gonna be made of your skin, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um. I just think, look, I mean, obviously in this particular case, I, you know, I'm one of these people and, and you know, to a certain extent you are, you know, I'm totally for uh, drawing attention uh, to things, right? green agendas. Like, you know, we need to do things to, you know, regarding climate change. This is like a really, really serious problem that I still think that most people are not paying attention to. Like most people. Not to I, the degree I, that, I, that I was we, the that other day, the other day I was, where was I? I was at the store. And there was some guy, you know, hablando bien alto, no, porque eso de, tú sabes, eso de, de clima, eso es mierda que hablan la gente, eso es todo invento. And I'm like, oh, no. But like him, a lot of people, a lot of people. there's still Across a lot of people world. who don't believe mm -hmm. it, who yeah. don't believe it. So, yes, obviously, it's something that you need to bring attention to, but. But what does the painting have to do with any of it? Like, why well, are, I don't why think are so you much... not going to like. A, a factory. Well, that's but I, emitting... I think it's not so much the painting. I think it's exactly that is that throwing something at you know a, a painting that mm -hmm. is so important and so famous mm -hmm. is gonna get the coverage it got. Yeah, but as as you said earlier, as a marketing person, here's my suggestion: you're losing the message because you're trying to draw a connection between two things that don't don't go together. I know, but I just think they're trying to get attention, and that's why I tell you: are they six being? I, I mean, they're being, they're, they're being successful, yes, but it's not like I'm not going to remember why they threw it. I'm going to remember that they threw it. You know what I mean? Because there's no connection between the action and the call to action. Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I and that was your marketing 101. I'm, ne I'm never, I've never, I mean, I'm not the only person who has said this. A lot of people have said this, um, especially here in Florida. People aren't going to take climate change seriously until it starts affecting their pocket. Well, that's like everything. Until it doesn't start affecting your property values. Yes. Until it doesn't, until you can't get insured by anyone. Which we're heading there. Until those things don't start to happen, people are going to be like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> that's a, that's a tomorrow problem. That, yeah, that's a tomorrow problem. No, that'll be the case in 30 years. Oh, right. be I'll be dead by then. Years. Oh, or I'll be dead by then. Oh, but, or not. Oh, well, no, we have plenty of time to mm -hmm. deal with it. Right. Um, and and it, it is yeah, a problem. Just, it's just kicking the can down the down the street. It is a problem. Uh, so How's everybody's drive? I think everybody's drive is pretty okay. It's What I, is everybody doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, for Thanksgiving. for Thanksgiving. <laughs> for Halloween. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners are probably listening to us right now on their way down to the Keys for Fantasy Fest. That's not where I was going with that, but well, but Fantasy Fest is it's it's Halloween tradition, so it's right. happening, and you know it's not that far from Miami, so right. it stands to reason. They're... You think so? No, I think P I think our listeners right now are on their way to work, dressed up. Oh, okay, well that's Monday, D right. not Friday, right? Well, but no, maybe the ones who listen to us on Monday. Okay, that's fair. 
It's a very important time of year again. To rotate my tires? No, Chico. Is it time to start holiday shopping already? No, man. It's time to make our voices count by voting in the midterm elections. Oh, that very important time of year. Yeah, that's right. Election day is Tuesday, November 8th, which is actually right around the corner. Yeah, and Flick.Vote has gathered all the information you need in one spot. Like the fact that you need to request your vote-by-mail ballot no later than October 29th. Or that early voting starts the last week of October in several parts of Florida. And early voting ends November 6th, all leading up to the big election on Tuesday, November 8th. So look, we know there's lots of information out there, but Flick.Vote has all this information you need in one spot. They even have a Voting 101 video detailing what you need to know about voting in Florida, just in case you're curious about any of the recent changes. So visit Flick.Vote, that's F-L-I-C dot vote today, and cast your vote this election day, November 8th, to ensure the voices being heard reflect the diversity that is Florida. All right, everyone. Uh, today we are with a very, very special guest who is going to talk to us about one of the most important, if not the most important right we have as Americans, and that is voting. And today we have David Metellus, who is the director of policy for Flick.Vote or Flick. So thank you so much. Welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You, David. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, it's great to be here. So as I said, you're the director of policy. So for our uh, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about Flick and and where you are right now in terms of the midterm elections. Sure, sure. So Flick, the Florida Immigrant Coalition, what that stands for, FLIC. Flick is a statewide coalition. We have more than uh, we have about 50 members right now and over 100 different allies. It was formed, it was formed in um, 1998 and it sort of incorporated in 2004. And so what we are, we are a, a member organization. It includes grassroots, community organizations, farm workers, youth advocates, um, attorneys, all sorts of different people. And these are people who care about immigrants. They care about immigrant rights. And a lot of those folks that I was talking about when we talk about farm workers, a lot of the farm workers who are working in our in our state right now, they're immigrants. They're people on H-2A visas, people on F-1 visas, some of them with TPS. And so our work is around advocating for those people as well as they're, you know, as they seek to get legal status, as they seek to become um, American citizens. We do citizenship clinics, um, citizenship drives, TPS clinics as well, where we support people in helping them get those forms filled out if they qualify for waivers, support them in getting those sorts of things. And so we're really sort of a, a hub for people in the immigrant community in Florida to be able to get access to different resources, whether it comes to economic or just supporting them getting civically engaged. That's awesome. Cause there, there's nothing better than, you know, when you're, you're new to a country and everything is so different and, you know, it's not your first language than to have that proper guidance, whether it's through an organization or even somebody that, you know, that could properly, properly guide you, uh, and navigate through the system, which could be very complicated. Now, what, you know, specifically, as you said to Florida, what are some of the challenges or what are some of the more common issues that rise up with the different immigrant communities that maybe don't in other areas? So there are different there are different challenges. Like I said, a lot of folks here, um, they're farm workers. So there are the challenges around the farm workers um, finding out what different resources are available to them when they have their visa, because some of their work is tied to their to their housing. 
Um, housing is tied to their, is to, tied to their employment. And so when different things come across, like a hurricane, we recently had Hurricane Ian, we know that the, uh, some of the areas in Southwest Florida and Central Florida, they experienced flooding and the, and the farmlands experienced flooding. And so now those people no longer have work. And so how exactly are they going to progress in our society? How are they going to continue um, trying, to, trying to better their life if they no longer have work and the work is tied to their housing and the work is tied to all these different things around their status of even being quote unquote legal of legal status in the country. And so those are different challenges that immigrants face in this country. We also have challenges with um, folks getting access to public resources. They need some form of ID. And so one of the, one of the things that we work with is some um, community IDs. We um, try to get community IDs in different localities of uh, municipal municipalities. They basically issue an ID, and with that ID, you're able to get access to different resources, attend school, and different and different things like that. So um, those are those are challenges that um, the immigrant community experiences, and just not knowing um, what resources are available to you. You know, uh, language justice is a big thing that we um, work on. Translation and making sure that we have our materials available to people in different languages, and even our meetings that we have on Zoom, we're able to incorporate with technology, incorporate um, interpretation so that everybody can get access to the information. Right. That, that's so important because I, I, you know, I say this all the time, you know, uh, sometimes in, in our everyday lives, whatever it may be, you know, we, we speak the language, we were raised in the United States, we, we know, we understand the system, and it's still so difficult to navigate through some, you know, some different areas. Again, you know, if you don't have that basis, whether it's an organization like Flick or, or some type of grassroots initiative, it, it, it becomes almost impossible. So that that's such important work that Flick is doing. Now, we had briefly talked about uh, in a previous post that we had done now, you know, as you know, is a midterm elections uh, coming up November 8th. And, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, Flick insofar as like a, a source of information. And I know the organization has what they call uh, Voting 101, I believe. Uh, tell us a little bit about the services that Flick is providing to educate people regarding the election and voting. Yes, yeah, certainly. So we have, so what we have is we have our organization Flick, which is our 501c3. And we also have our advocacy organization, which is called Flick Votes, where we do a lot of that advocacy during the election. And so what we actually have right now, we have a website that is flic.vote. V-O-T-E, where we have all of that information, where we provide information for people how to uh, return their return their vote by mail ballot. Sorry, I had a brain fart there. Return, <laughs> return their vote by mail ballot, where they can find their early vote location. When you're in Florida, when you're in Florida, you can vote at any early vote location within your county. And so we provide where we provide those different early vote locations. And then on election day, there is information for you to find your polling location as well. And then the same thing, we have videos on the website um, for people to be able to visually see that, see it. And we have it in different languages. We have it in English, Spanish, and Creole. And so, yeah, that is so important for us because, like you said, we we come to this country, you know, and we we live, we're from the country, and we we know it. But you imagine, you know, imagine a tia from Argentina or a mommy from Haiti who comes over who doesn't necessarily know it, but they they want to get involved, they want to learn, and so we make sure that we have those resources available for everybody who wants. Awesome. To. That's so important, especially now with you know so many changes to election requirements and you know IDs and where do you vote and or it could be very confusing and and changing these rules as they have recently does
doesn't make it any easier. What, um, before we let you go, what do you find are the more common questions or inquiries that people are having with, with either early voting or voting? Is it IDs? Is it locations? So, so like you said, the rules, the rules change a lot with hurricane Ian, we have, there's an emergency order where some of the counties in that area, they have different rules. Early voting goes all the way up to the seventh for them, where for the rest of Florida, it ends on, it ends on the sixth. And then they actually, and there are actually different ways for them to, to request their vote by mail ballot to get to them if their, if their house was destroyed or, you know, they can change the address. And so there are lots of different rules and lots of different, like you said, things that are out there for people. And so it's about just getting the proper information to people and know you know how is it that it, they can actually vote because when you look back at the previous elections you go to 20 2020 2018 2016 all these different midterms what we see is we see a lot of vote by mail ballots that get invalidated we see about the vote by mail ballots that get invalidated that are that are equal to the margin of victory and so those those things like signing the outside signing the outside of your vote by mail ballot you know not not putting an X, right? Some we see a lot of times people get excited and they put a little heart next to the person that they're voting for. That, <laughs> That's not that an X. It, yeah, that that means it's that means it's not that means it's not valid. You have to bubble in the circle like the SAT, stay within, and don't do any any extraneous marks can make your make can make. This your, is not the moment to get creative. You know, I'm yes. re I'm really glad you said that because I think that you know a lot of times, and this happens in every election, and it's it, this has always happened that people become a little bit complacent and they don't get out to vote because they think, well, other people will vote for my interest or my candidate. But as you said, our, the last several election cycles, the margin has been so small, just so small that it, it really a handful of people can make the difference in in the outcome of an election and i think that people really need to understand that that you know they really do need to get out and vote thank you so much for being on the show with us david today this is such an it's such an important topic and such an important work and what i i love about what flick is doing is that and, and this is what i think is so important about advocacy this organization is just not around during elections yes you're doing great work during election cycles but you're also putting in the work with the other end of your organization with the immigrant community and advocacy and education and and, and that's so important so i i can't thank you enough for the work that you and this wonderful organization do it it really is so important so thank you for sharing us with us what the hard work that you guys put in thank you so much and like you said our work isn't over in november we're getting ready for the lame duck session legislative session starts in jan committee week starts in january and then we're going to be back to it um there so the work is always going and there's there all our elections have consequences everything we've been dealing with for the past four years are a result of the election that we had before and so have a clear understanding of what folks want to do and so if you support or if you don't support it make your voice heard if our listeners want to find out a little bit more about flick tell us where they can find you so if you want to learn more information about the florida immigrant coalition you can visit us at flic.org um, that is our main website and if you want to learn more information about voting you can visit our voting website flic.vote uh, that's flick.vote Awesome. And, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. No problem. There you go, listeners. You heard it straight from the source. Go out and vote. Flick.vote specifically if you want to know inf information and specifics about what you need to have with you the, where the day you vote and where you go vote and at what time you go vote. All that information is there. So you, there's no excuses. So thank you so much, David. Let me tell you. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Do you <laughs> So here comes up my parents jokes. Oh. So um so my mom is one of the most square people there is. <laughs> she just is. Um I love her in a loving way. In a loving way. So, but my mom is like really into Halloween. If we could get your mother to celebrate Halloween so, at a car show. So my mom, my mom um, used to, like, she worked in a bank until she retired. And um, she used to get so excited about Aww. Halloween. But the thing about her is that she never had a clear costume. She just had, like, oddities. Like, for example, she would get <laughs> one of those glasses that have, like, a lot of... Um, like aumento. glitter. Oh, okay, like, like like the Coke bottle glasses. Yes. Okay. And then she'd put on ugly teeth and then put on a long wig and a bandana and then put on like a crazy dress. And I'm like, I'm not sure what this is, but... I feel like your mother was dressed as American Horror Story Coven before it was a thing. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> she inspired Ryan Murphy. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I mean, I guess this would be a little bit out of touch now. I'll never forget in the mid-90s when Pocahontas came out that year, she dressed up as Pocahontas. Your mother was Pocahontas? Really? Yeah. Yes, because she bought the costume at Publix. And, you know, now that probably wouldn't be the most appropriate thing. Okay, but... But, but, but back then, you know, the branding of the movie and all that in the 90s. In all fairness, like, she didn't go out and, like, bronze her skin. No. She just put on the dress. It was, like, the beige little dress. Right, right. With, like, the long wig, right? Right, right. Um, and I'm like, you would be the last person I would ever think was into Halloween. Like she, she's she. Has she she ever told you like why she's? So I don't into know. It? I don't know. But then again, my mom has those moments because I could recall many years ago when I had a really big party at my house, at my parents' house. Remember? Yeah. Remember that you were helping me set up the backyard? Of I remember. You remember my mom's mood that day? My mom was like the life of the party. Your mother was like about to go MC. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom, you know, like she gets really into Halloween. Like a, there was another year that she dressed up like she was supposed to dress up as like the Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. And she was kind of going the right way about it that she put like powder in her face. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. She wasn't dressing up as the Bride of Frankenstein. She, in her mind, had the Bride of Frankenstein, in that iconic image of her, in her okay. mind. She doesn't even know that's a Bride she of Frankenstein. She didn't know that. What, that's what it was. Right. She just knows of that image. Ella okay. no sabe que esa es la, 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 la esposa de Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh -huh. Whatever. She was kind of going with that image okay the vibe so she had a new robon viejo that was gray and she kind of lightened her skin with like right. powder to but then the wig was totally off because she had like a red jessica rabbit wig so because it was like the wig that she had so i was like this isn't going the right direction but somehow you know what it was a bride of frankenstein after she got divorced right but somehow would, would you imagine if my mom when you're dressed up as jessica rabbit i am gonna make this my mission in life right now and 
I'm going to take her dressed like that to the auto show. Yeah, we should make that the nary and nary. You know, <laughs> extravaganza. He'll go as Roger Rabbit. She can go as Jessica Rabbit. You know, don't you love that it's sort of gone viral this year? The fake spirit the of Halloween spirit Halloween stuff? things? We need to make a Gowana one. I know. I've been, I've been racking my head. I'm trying to think of what to do. But I, I, I feel like I can't come up with anything, like, clever. Señora en la Ventanita. Includes la guayabera. Includes, includes like, la, 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 la tacita. tacita con la cuchara. Espumita not included. Espumita not included. There you okay, go. There we go. Spirit of Halloween. Done. Spirit of Halloween. There you go. You right. got it. And it doesn't include the attitude face. No. No. That, That's that, on you. That has to be purchased separately. That's, <laughs> that has to be lived. That attitude face doesn't come in a store. No. It's funny because I've seen those now, but I've seen some where it's like some people are doing it like of themselves and I'm like, no, that's not the joke, guys. Like, you, I have to tell you, you know what I thought? Me la comí. Me la comí. <laughs> and you know I'm not Mr. Costume. I'm very unoriginal. Do you remember some years ago that we went to a Halloween party and I dressed up as my high school self? The high school version of myself. Yes. What Halloween party was that? It was uh, one of our friends. Okay. I'm like, I'm trying to think because I know the one, the one that you want is Justin Bieber. That was... Was that Rollies? Yes. That I went to Justin Bieber that everybody thought I was Perez Hilton. Yes. <laughs> um, and I don't even know why because like at that time I was like in great shape. So it wasn't even like, well, you know, I was overweight right, right, and right. I looked like Perez, you know, like mm-hmm. the... This was the Perez Hilton of the early, of the early 2000s. But the thing is that at that time, right. Justin Bieber was like 12. So, you right. know, you didn't look 12. You looked older. I even shaved. I That's shaved right. my beard That's in right. the name of Justin Bieber. <laughs> that sounds like a really weird cult. And I got the wig with a swoop. Yeah, no, no. I remember it. it was like, I had the blue. The, it was like I'm a, sorry, a windbreaker, a no? purple. I had a purple hoodie. Right. Right. And I was like, I'm Justin Bieber. And everybody thought it was like, oh, you're Perez Hilton. You're Perez Hilton. No. no, but the year we went to a party some years later that I dressed up as my high school version. That and was what great. was great was that all of you guys got it. Well, yeah, I mean, we're there. Everybody else in the story in the this party, party didn't. And I'll never forget that. I think it was you that put it. Cause I wasn't on Instagram at the time. I think that you posted a picture of us at the party mm-hmm. and somebody who followed you, uh, uh-huh. Who saw the picture and knew us from high school was like, is that high school? Why is it? Yeah. <laughs> because I had the Karopi shirt. Of course. Tucked in, which the Karopi shirt is this really bright green shirt that I have from The Gap. You want to talk about Iconic? Mary. That I, when, for some reason, I don't think I wore it more than other shirts I wore. But it was memorable. It's memorable. It's because memorable. it was very green. That's why yes. we called it the Karopi shirt. Yeah. So a lot of people that went to high school with me remembers that shirt. I still have it. Um, and, um, I wore that shirt tucked in with my jeans with a braided belt. And at that time I hadn't grown up my hair yet. So I got a wig because in high school, I also had long hair. I had a wig (laughs) to look like my hair in high school. That was very clever. It was. That was very clever. (laughs) It was high school. And it's great because it's that type of costume where it's like, if you know, you know. Yes. And if you don't, you can kind of go like, you dressed up, you know, yeah. you did, but you know, the other one that I heard that night was, which was totally off. It was totally like out of the box, but I, I was like, okay, I could see it. There was somebody at that party that said I looked like Will, uh, uh what's his name from Will Boy Meets World. Uh, oh, uh, Will, Will Friedle. Yes. Will Friedle. And I was like, I'll take it. 
Yes, I could see that. I could yes. see how that would be like, okay, yes. you're Wilfred, Wilfred L. L. Yeah. You know, when he had his when, hair yeah, long. Yeah. Um, and that would have been a little bit after, but not too long after Close in enough. terms of time. But yeah, that was that was, that was was pretty clever on my part. It was very clever on your part. And you know me in Halloween costumes, you know. I've never seen anybody who professes to love Halloween as much as you do that doesn't do costumes okay as well so, as so you know as, what I'm, as, 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 because because you lo- you genuinely love halloween okay. and that's why you, i'm constantly you know, disappointed okay, right. why because you're you know what i was gonna dress up at last year mm-hmm. and I, then i was like i'm gonna do it this year i was gonna dress up as as uh the weekend i was gonna get the the, the, the red right. blazer i was gonna get the gloves the glasses i was gonna get it all to do what okay fair enough okay so i'm dressed like able where am i going Candy to the yeah. neighborhood. Okay, wouldn't it be hilarious if I, if like on Halloween, I'm dressed up <laughs> as a weekend from after hours and I just by myself go knocking on people's doors? You should. <laughs> I say do that shit. We'll film it. I'm dead serious right now. <laughs> and I was going to be like bloodied. Right, of course, yeah, yeah, like, like Halloween nose, Horror Nights. With yeah. the broken nose and all that. Because yeah. I was thinking, do I go with like the fully face? like bandage that he has or do I go with the broken nose one I was like I'm going with the broken nose one it's also less intense and I'll even know how I'll put my hair right Um, but I'm like where am I going to do this at I'm going to go to Publix you know yes (laughs) yes do all of these things (laughs) it'll be funny if I have a doctor's appointment oh my god I hope you go for your physical like that I've had a rough night. <laughs> you, show, you show up for like an endoscopy. I was, just, I was in Vegas last night. It's been rough. Just came in on the on the, the, the red eye. Yes, do that. Do you know what I'm super excited about this weekend? What? Screw Halloween. What do you know what I'm doing on, on Sunday? <gasps> well, I do, yes. But tell our listeners. I am going to go see Bay. Bay is Demi Lovato, and yes. I am super excited, and I'm going to scream, and I don't care if I'm the oldest person there. I really don't give a flying F. Yes, that was your birthday present, I'm right? I'm going to be a, what is it, a Lovatic. Is that their name? Lovatics, yeah. Oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to go- I thought at this point they'd just I'm, be called documentary filmmakers. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I love Demi Lovato. I love Demi Lovato. I think they know. I think huh? they've heard you profess your love, love for, for her. Demi. I really do. I really do. So, and you got like good seats. Yeah, I'm on like the fourth or fifth row. Okay, so she. she I just want you to know. <laughs> she she might you know I notice just, me. I just want you to know that based on your Mariah experience, if you come back and you tell me that you and her had a moment, I will believe you. Yes, yes, yes. I will believe. So, you. listeners. The moment he's talking about is really funny <laughs> because this is the type of story that, like, if you tell someone else, they're not going to believe you, right? right. Um, they'll be like, yeah, whatever. Years ago, we went to go see Mariah Carey. It was, we were, tour, it was huh? a rainbow tour. And we had we had pretty good seats. Mm-hmm. We were in the floor. We were, like, maybe in the first 10 mm-hmm. rows or something. And then, of course, during one of, you know, in between songs, I screamed, you know, uh, I I think my voice is still echoing. <laughs> um, and I was like, Mariah, I love you. And she looked at me. She turned. And I looked at her. And we had a moment where we made eye contact. Yep. And she acknowledged me. And I looked. And I... I it, it was a moment. It happened. It happened. Ooh, Mary! But what was great was that I didn't realize that Ish was next to me. And he witnessed that. <laughs> I did. So then he was like, I, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I was she like, knows I you that. exist. <laughs> I was like, good. Because that's the type of shit that yep. I'll go and tell somebody else. 
She may not know who you are, but she knows you exist. By the way, people, I've already seen the Mariah Carey theme, uh, memes everywhere <laughs> of her defrosting. I just want to go on the record again that Mariah Carey has 19 number ones. 18 of those are not Christmas songs. So let's not focus on the freaking Christmas song. Okay, but in all fairness, even she plays it up. Okay, oh. so you know what? We're following her lead. I know. Okay, oh. and... And she probably, you know, drinks some champagne while laughing at the memes. Mariah Carey songs I never have to listen to. You know, I, if I didn't listen to again, I wouldn't miss. Hero. Okay. Sorry, I broke everybody's heart. Um, no, okay. I feel like anybody who lived through 9-11 feels that way. I don't need to listen to Hero. I don't need to listen to Always Be My Baby. I don't need oh, to listen I like that song to, of the video. to Fantasy. I don't need to listen What to- you got against ODB? It's not the ODB. I just that's never been even in like the top fifty of my favorite songs of hers. I don't have to listen to "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Um, I'm good with never listening to those songs again. I'm I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. okay. All right. I'll listen to some other stuff. All right. Because it's like, oh my god, here we go another concert and she's singing "Hero." It's like, <sighs> well, that's her signature songs, you know. Whatever. You know she's gotta. Whatever. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, speaking of Mariah. Okay. Have we ever heard again from Celine Dion? Does she still have muscle aches? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that why she canceled her Vegas residency? Is it? Or muscle spasms? She was having some type of medical issue, but I don't know what it was. Imagine to do a muscle spasm on Celine Dion, control all the horse riding and everything that she does on stage, you know? I mean... She could die. Has Celine Dion, maybe I'm drawing a blank, has she ever done Proud Mary? She, I mean, she may have done Proud Mary. I'm not going to say no. But the thing is that she does River Deep Mountain High. Right. So no. that's why, I think that's why you're wondering if she's ever done Proud Mary. Okay, she needs to do Proud Mary. Because I want to see her do that little... Oh. <laughs> oh. Because you know that that stick is going to break. That's a lot of limbs. <laughs> Because I could just imagine her when she's like, that's a good job in the city. Like, her being really into it. I don't think Celine... Can you imagine the facial expressions? I don't think Celine has ever done anything less than 142% on stage. <laughs> imagine, like... Ever. Seeing a Britney Spears concert and then, you know... like <laughs> The next no, week. No, no, like... seeing... Um, a Celine Dion concert and then a Britney Spears concert. Because Britney Spears is so, like... An, I love Britney Spears, so don't come at me, haters. Right. But, you know, she's still, like, not about audience participation. Like, no, I'm no. here. I'm doing my little thing. It's about the show. Just get in, get out here. Right? And she's still, like, why am I here? Like, right, right. Especially, well, you know. Now we know why. Now we know why. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and then Celine Dion is, like, what is it? 142%. 142%. Minimum. <laughs> that's not a bad day. That's, ah, uh-huh. that's just Celine without coffee. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's before she has her cafe au lait. <laughs> I think it's so great about her is that despite the fact that she has an amazing voice and she has great songs and, you know, My Heart Will Go On is one of the greatest songs, most famous songs. There's such a fandom for Celine, the caricature. The persona. The persona. The persona. persona. Right? And, And it's funny because, like, it's so not, like... Because diva, she, you know, because she could definitely be. Well, she's been in divas. Right, right, right. She could be in that like Barbara Streisand. That's what I was saying. She's she Mariah doesn't. Carey, she doesn't act like an adult contemporary Diana songstress. Ross diva kind right. of. Right, right, right. But she's so like 
Yo soy una estúpida, no una compra mierda. Yeah. Go like, she's like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm a dork and I know it. <laughs> you know, that's really owning it. Like, yeah. And that's good for her. Even when she's wearing, like, you know, haute couture. Right. She's like, I- I'm telling you, that video she did for Vogue, mm-hmm. where she was walking. That's just where I rediscovered Boney M. Yeah. She's walking through, like, the kitchen. And she's like, bring me the hot dog. Bring me the french fries. I'm like, you know what? That's great. And she's probably wearing a million dollar dress. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure. Just bring her the hot sure, dog. Celine. You know, get catch up on a million dollar couture gown. Because I'm sure. the greatest singer in the world. Oh, Celine. Oh, we miss you, Celine. We do. We do. I've seen her live, and let me tell you something. I've never seen her live. Next time she tours, I, I, she, she's we one should of go. those people that, like, I'm not so into her music. There's some Celine Dion songs that I mm-hmm. like. There, there's a handful of songs of hers that I really like, but I, I, on a general level, I'm not into like that type of music. Right. But I would love to see her live. Right, because you're not going for the music; you're going for Celine. The spectacle. The spectacle of Celine. <laughs> it is everything you want. <laughs> like, yeah, I would love to hear her sing. Like, can you imagine her like doing "Oye mi canto"? <laughs> Sadly, I can. <laughs> <laughs> because I know you. she did a little piece of Congo when you went to see her. I, and I thought she was going to have a dance on stage. Right. Trying but to, that's why Oye Mi Canto, because since has Oye Mi Canto in Spanish. Oh, like, right. You know, how that would turn out. I don't know. But, you know, she, since she speaks French, I think she wouldn't sound as bad right. as we think she would. And she sang with, you know, Andrea Bocelli in Italian. Yeah. So, I think she'd wing it. Right. She'd wing it. I can, I can imagine like the movements are gonna be so like striking and precise and bold. Can you imagine if she like because she's all about banter? Yeah, she will sit there and talk and talk and talk, and then she'll be like, "Oh, I have to sing now." You know? Can you imagine if she just starts, you know, going into like WAP? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And hit that little thingy in the back of my throat. <laughs> Macaroni in a pot. Yeah. <laughs> and you're picturing her face while she says it, yes. aren't you? Yes, you That's are. That's the best That's part. That's the best part. The best part is her facial right. expressions. <laughs> Macaroni in a pot. And she has that kind of like, ooh. <laughs> oh, Celine. Oh, Celine. Can you imagine Rene Charles? You know that he's like, oh, this is my mère. <laughs> my mom. Listen, he's probably got an easier life than Madonna's son. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> Listen, Rocco and Renee Charles can probably swap stories and he'd be like, Renee, no matter how bad you think it may be. Once again, it could any, be worse. If anybody that listens to us is in Madonna's management, please take away her phone. That's all we have to say. Bury, her, bury it in the yard. Take away her phone. <laughs> take away her Instagram. That's it. Bury the, bury the phone in the yard somewhere. Oh, So I wanted to bring up something. This actually happened uh, a, a about a week ago or so. Um, it's this thing that went viral. I don't know if you've heard about it. So, thinking, river deep, <laughs> mountain high. That par- that performance was great live. Again, whatever you've seen on TV, it's amplified. I, I bet. And then all of a sudden, you get the Celine fever. Yeah. You know, and it just it just keeps building. Right. Because then now you're feeding off of her, and she's feeding off of you, feeding off of her. Right. That, that's a lot of feeding. <laughs> that's a lot of feeding. Yes. That's more than like a vampire colony. I'm hungry now. But <laughs> so I wanted to bring up uh, a news article that I that I stumbled upon the other day. Um, the headline is Gen Z TikTok user goes viral documenting abrupt exit from job interview. He says weekends are for football, not for work. 
So what happened was um, there was this 22-year-old musician on TikTok. He was uh, interviewing, I, I guess it was a, a video interview because he had footage of it, um, for a part-time job. But he, he turned it down because it would require working on the weekends. So... I figure that he did not know that it would require working on the weekend. I'm assuming. Um, I'm assuming not. So it says here, you know, um, his name is Justin Ross. He says, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. You said it was a weekend job. And, you know, the person responded yes. And then he said, uh, yeah, that works. And he, he he abruptly closed out the call and ended it by saying, Red Zone comes first. He wrote in a caption referring to NFL Red Zone, which is the Sunday broadcasts all day of the NFL regular season. So it's turned into this like viral sensation. A lot of people are saying like, you know, yeah, we shouldn't have to work weekends and blah, 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 and all this bullshit. And all I could think of was like, you know, your entitlement is showing. Mm-hmm. Because el que tiene que zapateársela and really earn their living yeah. can't afford to be like, sorry, Sunday's for football. Well, what does he do after the season? <laughs> so can he just not work on can, the weekends? Uh, can he just get hired later? Like, right. right. And, and usually, like, NFL at least is Sundays. So what about Saturdays? Right. right. So much Saturdays. Right. Hmm. Interesting. That's an, I didn't think about that angle of it. But it just really pissed me off. That and, and and what pissed me off even more is, you know, again, the age we live in, where people are kind of like making him this like folk hero. You know what I mean? Like like it's yeah. Bullshit. Like yeah, that's you, you know, know we you shouldn't know. have to, we should be okay. blah, 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 you know why? It's like, because stop, I, I have I have so stop. many questions. Like, first off, did he not know that the job he was applying for required you to work on weekends? Because like for example, if I go um apply for a job in retail Right. Yeah. Oh, you're making me work on the weekends? No. Like, right. who doesn't know? And it's a and it's a part time job he was right. applying for. So exactly. usually part time jobs work on weekends. Right. So it's like, uh, really? You've, have you never heard that retail works on weekends? Have you never gone into a store? Right. Like, how do you think these? <laughs> like, do you think these are robots? Like, right. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I think entitlement is a way to put it because if you really needed that job, now, now, I am very big on the work to life balance, and that for me. Is is I I've lived through parts of my life where I didn't have that because when I first started my legal career and I worked in big law that I worked at a, at a very big firm mm-hmm. you know I was working like sixty some seventy hours a week you know which no human being should work that amount of time so work life balance is something that is very important you know but there's also something called paying your dues. Maybe. No, no, that's true. That's you know, true. You can't, no, you no, can't no. walk out into the world and be like, hi, no, I'm, I'm here for the CEO position. I'm totally for paying you know? your dues. But even if you've paid your dues and even right, if right, you've, right. you know. You, well, I've worked at agencies where I've had to be working I mean, until two in the morning. Right. So, yeah. There's there's people that even that have been in their field for years and yeah. still struggle with a work-life balance. Yeah. I mean, that's very important. That's very, very important for many reasons. But there's a difference between that and that entitlement of like, Oh, you expect me to work on Saturdays? It's like, did you re- not read the job description? Yeah. As of October 17th, when this article came out, the video had garnered nearly half a million views. Well, on TikTok, that's not that much. No, that's true. Listen, I would kill for a fraction of that. Yeah. 
But um, no, that's stupid. That's like the whole quiet quitting thing. I think it's so ridiculous. Like, you know, if you want to quit your job, quit your job. You know what? If, if you want to... Look, listen, this whole deal of people like now feel so empowered that they're doing the bare minimum. You're not the first person to do this. Yeah, you just put a name to it. Yeah. You just gave it a name. Yeah, or you think that, you know, it's a, a thing now because you made it a thing. Right. Because here's the thing. People sometimes go on social media and think that they're making a thing. They're making they're the something first. a thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, we're making it. No, you're not. That's been around forever. Yeah, we just like, have a name for it. Right. There's been millions of people throughout time yeah. that go to their job and do the bare minimum. I'm sure we've all worked with people yeah. that are like, no, I get in at 9 I, and I'm yeah. getting at 9. I'm not getting here at 8.55. And I take my hour. Yes. And I leave at 5. Yes. And I don't answer the phone after that. This is not like... Yeah, just because you put a hashtag in front of it, you didn't invent it. <laughs> that's awesome. But no, that, that's, but yeah. that's ridiculous. That's... And again, it's it's this... And he, you know, he's 22 and he's like... It's this whole thing of like, you know, no, because, you know, people need to be given work and respected and blah, 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 whatever. And it's just like, just just shut up. Just get off. I know I'm sounding like the old man on the lawn, like telling the kids... I don't kids, think you're sounding like the old man like the lawn again. But... Like, Again, shut the did fuck you up. know what job you were applying for? Right. Because you... one thing is, for example, if you go apply at like, I don't know, an office job. An accounting job. An let's account, say. Uh, right. right. And then you find out that you're open, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. Okay, right. well, I could see how you could be like, well, really? There's an office. Usually offices are not open. Right. But I imagine that especially for weekend jobs, mm -hmm. it's usually listed in the job description. It, it always is, yeah. that, That's like, I've heard people say, oh, I will, no, no, not only have I heard people say, but I've heard people on Twitter make their stance. Like, right. oh, you know, any job that you have to apply for that has, requires you to have a job uh, cover letter, you shouldn't apply to because they're redundant, mm -hmm. blah, blah, I, blah, I blah. I hate cover blah. letters, but. I but, hate cover letters too. Yeah, but fine. You need a cover letter? Here's right. the cover letter. Right. And cover letters, you have one cover letter and you just change the name Thank of the company you. and the date. Yeah. So it's not like you have to sit there. Yeah. Right. They're annoying as fuck. They really are. Yeah. But really, for you to have the entitlement to be like, I'm not applying to a job that like requires me to have a job, a, a cover letter. It's like, pero. Okay, well then miss out on opportunities. It's like, pero quien tu te crees que tu eres? 22 year old entitled people. I don't even want to say it on well, age. Well, I'm bringing up the 22 because the kid was 22. That's, I'm, I'm bringing it back to the story. I don't want to say it on age. It's just, you know, you know people, so. Anyway, all this entitlement work is making me thirsty. It and is we very, have a very. I have a very special last soda today. It's true. It's true, and we and we do work on weekends with Pimpon Pollo, so you know we're very thirsty. Yes, <laughs> we're very thirsty. Tenemos tremenda Even that sounds like more dramatic in Spanish. It's true. Que se tengo. <laughs> so, maybe. You go first. You go. First. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna give my last soda. Um, it's. It's a bittersweet last soda, but it's a, it's a posthumous soda. I'm going to give it to Leslie Jordan, who unfortunately passed away this week. Um, you know, he was, he, according to what they're saying, he had a medical situation while he was driving his car. It crashed into the side of a building. He died, I'm assuming instantly or very soon thereafter. Um, but I'm giving it to him because here's somebody who was 67 years old and had always been working you know he'd shown up on will and grace he'd been on hearts of fire you know he was he was constantly on things but at 67 or maybe well maybe 65 because during the pandemic is really when his instagram became you know viral and, and like a must-see right. moment during the pandemic and he found success you know so much later in life and I, I i never met him but he always seemed like somebody who who never took that for granted 
Let, let me ask you something about him mm-hmm. because I, I can't even pretend to know that I know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. I did, I did know obviously, and and I was very aware, and I saw several of his Instagram posts right, right, right. during the COVID, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, I, that I did know. I mean, it was kind of hard, hard not to know, right? right. Um, and they and they were great, and the timing, and they were and hilarious. Sweet. It was sort of that that it was sort of that like light and funny, yeah. um, you know, content that you needed at that time. Yeah. But I have to tell you that I. But other than that, I didn't know him from anything else. Really, I didn't watch Will and Grace. Oh, well, there, that's um, it. You know, how I feel about Eric McCormick. No offense, Eric McCormick. Um, and he's Canadian. Uh, you know, I don't dislike Eric McCormick. <laughs> I just didn't like the character of Will. Of Will. Okay, okay. It really, I didn't like it. That's okay. But that's a different story. But then I started looking in one of the articles of like all the stuff he did, and he yeah. had done a lot. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know him from. Yeah, he'd been around forever, and. You know, again, we're talking about something. I'm sure he was probably on St. Elsewhere. Probably. Probably if you look at it. Um, But, you know, again, it's somebody who, you know, at such a quote-unquote later stage in life, right, found this second life. I mean, for for Christ's sakes, he even recorded a country gospel album on which he duetted with Dolly Parton. Right. Like, last year. Yeah, you know, and this is you know, national the, treasure. I mean, this is the national treasure of all national treasures, especially now that Betty White is gone. You know, she's yeah. she stepped up to assume the role, um, and it's just inspiring, right? Yeah. That he was always his authentic self, and it, it just kind of shows it's never too late to go out and yeah, just to have your third act, to, to, yeah, third, act. third, fourth. You know, like don't limit yourself because he's all, he was also under five feet tall. You know what? He, he was, was also, never going to be a leading he was, man. He was also younger than I thought. It's because of the gray hair. Yeah, he seemed yeah. older. No, but tenía la carita más like de viejito. Yeah, I know. He was only what in his mid sixties. He was sixty-seven. It gets to me somebody now that in their sixties is not. Yeah, they're not old. Yeah. See, when he passed away, I was like, I tengo jovencito. Yeah. You See, know? It's a, George Clooney's almost sixty. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I'm, I'm. It, it was. It made me very sad. It, it hit me in a weird way. Um, than I thought it would be, you know, because I don't, I don't stop to profess and say that I'm a huge Leslie Jordan fan, but it kind of hit me, you know, somebody who is experiencing this this phenomenal, yeah, moment. Kind of short. you know, you never know what life has in store for you, so cherish every day and and don't limit yourself, you know, always just go and and try to achieve everything you can and 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 never give up, really. Well, now that you've sucked all the fun out of this room. What? Well, then it's good that you're coming in because now you get to be the, the light and lively. George Clooney, 61. Oh, wow. That's to me what 60s are now. Like, yeah. I think of somebody that looks like that, you know? Yeah. Distinguished. Un señor. Un, un, no, but un señor, pero still energy, still going. Oh, well, because 60s is not what 60 was when we were kids. Yeah, I know. I mean, 60s are the new 40s. I mean, hell, Rita Moreno was 91, 92 years old. I mean, old. 60s are the new 40s. That's why we're in, we're in our 20s. <laughs> we're in our early 20s so. no we're 25 because we like to rent cars alright so my last soda so I'm going to give my last soda out this week to <laughs> Gotti oh Gotti okay Gotti so Gotti has a YouTube channel called Gotti y su sazon I'm in and that's Gotti with a Y okay well yes I'm Gotti in. with a Y and listeners only Gotti's with a Y have sazon listeners when you get home or if you have YouTube to your disposal now look up Gary y su sazon and you will see immediately why she gets my last soda so she <laughs> is this cuban lady from a hialeah that she cooks 
Pero ella habla bien cubano, así, bien cubano. And then she starts, she, is who she, is. she starts telling you these stories, you know, porque cuando mi hermano empinaba papalota, yo me bajé <laughs> con, con una, una, una chiquilla y con la mamá de una niña y me arrancó la blusa, la blusa que me hizo Verónica. Like, it's pure, like, Cuban... She's the anti-Martha Stewart. Yes, yes. yes. You know, we have... As I was saying with you before we were recording, I was like, we have Ina Garten, who, you know, is always the Barefoot Contessa, who's always cooking for Jeffrey and her yes. wonderful gay friends. Um, you know, what? Like Mark and Stanley? Mark, Mark, and St Mark and Stanley are coming over to dinner tonight, and I'm making up their favorite truffled risotto. It's true. Mark and Stanley are almost here. <laughs> or, or like, I'm making Jeffrey's favorite scones today. <laughs> Join me. Con una calma. Join me when I go to the fishmonger. <laughs> she goes to the fishmonger. <laughs> or look, I have these fresh cut tulips from Holland that just came to my house here in the Hamptons. And then you have, of course, Martha Stewart. Well, you I know, mean, where everything is a good thing and yes. everything is perfection and, yes. you know, a place for everything and everything in its place. It's true. She's the only human that knows how to fold a fitted sheet. Y yes. And then you have, you know, Cari de Hayali. <laughs> so. Listeners, you gotta watch her. She is like, she's so, she's chuma, but I don't mean that in a derogatory she's way. Authentic. She's yeah, I, she's not chuma. She's authentic. Yeah, she's authentic. She is as real as it gets, <laughs> and it's just like it's funny. Yeah. She's really being herself. She's not filtering herself. <laughs> And she has sponsors. She has sponsors. <laughs> she has over 124,000 yes. subscribers on YouTube. So the woman is doing something it's, right. Yes, absolutely. So I just, I love it. And, you know, because it's, it's one of those things that, like, you watch it and it's like, damn, this is funny and all that. But this right here is culture. Like, this is culture. Yes, and then, of course, the stuff she makes is like, papa rellena. They look good. You know, <laughs> eh, tres leche. Ooh, you know, the, flan de coco. The chicharrones. Los chicharrones de Tachi. <laughs> Those are the best. So, Tachi, I think, is her nephew. And he has, like, several videos of him making chicharrones in their backyard. <laughs> you know? Así como lo fríe. I mean, people, this is, like, gold. And, and, and again, we sort of laugh at it and all that, but it's culture. That really is culture. You can't get more authentic culture. You can't get more authentic no. culture than that. So, you can't. And I want to thank my friend. How, how did you find this? So I want to thank my friend Oliver, who sent it to me, and he's like, you have to check this out. And he would even timestamp, like, okay, at 2340, you need to check out how that went down. And when I saw it, I was like... Man, I like I love you. Like thank you. I was like you don't understand. Like this now has opened up a whole like you know. Oh my god, she has the same name as my grandmother. Yeah, Carida Fernandez. Well, there we go. I well, just found her on Insta. Well, there we go. <laughs> of, of course, Carida Fernandez. You know, <laughs> we're gonna, I'm gonna um, follow her right now. We're following so, her right now. So she's just like energy and i invite you all to take a look at her youtube channel it's fun you will learn some good recipes i mean it looks good it looks good i mean yeah. and and you want authentic cuban food well you got authentic cuban Mira, food <laughs> i would not have this paella oh but yeah that paella looks legit we're and looking you know, at her instagram page yeah and you know she doesn't make you get there like six hours ahead. yes her right. paella looks right. no los chicharrones de tachi are my favorite it's like That's great we gotta meet this woman so she can invite us over to her house and we go to have los chicharrones oh yeah we're gonna have her on but at her house yes yeah, yeah. yes oh no she's in kendall will be no fun no like <laughs> no pinta lo mismo no so check her out people and she gets my last soda yep. <laughs> my last irombe <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Homegirl definitely drinks so, even better. Anyway, well, everybody, that's it for this episode. We hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your um, croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah, mi gente. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Imagínate que dos millennial cubanitas from the 305 got together and made un show. That's Take It Easy. A show that celebrates and educates on all things Cuban-American. I'm Frida. And I'm Carmen. We are two BFFs who kept getting told, Ustedes son un show. We decided to make one. Take it easy. T-E-I-K-I-R-I-S-I. We explore the Cubanity. Y amamos tremenda bachanga. New episodes are out every other Wednesday. On Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Take it easy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.